Today on Tips from the Top Floor, it's all about challenging ourselves to new heights. And also Alex wants to know what's up with those terms and conditions where some photo businesses seem to make you sign away the rights to your photos. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 892 for February the 9th, 2020. Hey, hello and welcome. This is Chris Marquardt. You are listening to Tips from the Top Floor. Yep, <laughs> it's another studio episode. Um, we'll talk about the latest Slack challenge here. And uh, I've rem remodeled a few things on this show. So uh, let's see. Uh, first... <laughs> I'm doing this in the middle of getting ready to go to Lake Baikal in Siberia, um, which I will leave for on Wednesday. And uh, until then, there are all these tiny little things that need to be finished. And uh, I mean, of course, general travel preparations. I've got the visa and my passport, which, which I need for Russia. I've got a new pair of gloves. I... I love repairing stuff, so I repaired the zipper on my down jacket, which was expensive enough, so it better it better be good for another season. Uh, I've just got uh, delivery of a few items that I will bring to Siberia for the participants. And then, of course, there's like the overall packing. And here's one thing that has saved my butt so many times when going on uh, one of these photo tours. And that is... A comprehensive travel checklist. I cannot stress this enough. Because I used to be in that mode before a trip where I was like, oh, did I forget this? Oh, what else did I do? And it was all this, all this hectic scramble and, and, and I didn't sleep well because I was so sure I had forgotten X, Y, or Z or maybe something I couldn't remember. And... Since I've, it sounds so simple, it's so basic, but it is so effective because since I have this, tra uh, this travel checklist, I am so relaxed about the whole travel thing. And that, that, that list has grown and, and I've adapted this over the years. Just a lifesaver for me. And I mean, I mean okay, it's, the list obviously includes like clothing items and shoes and and checking for a visa and, and not forgetting the gloves and the hat and the travel medication and e even things like make sure to download offline maps for where you go just in case you don't have data or bring a travel microphone to record a podcast on the road and so on. And then, of course, it includes photo gear, the cameras, the batteries, the charger, the power plug adapter, filters, memory cards, the tripod, tripod plates are a separate item because at one point I brought a tripod and I didn't bring a tripod plate so I couldn't use the tripod. I mean that's basic stuff but I've made a habit of putting everything on there. So the list is fairly long, card reader and so on and so forth. I mean there's tons of stuff on there. And Here's the secret how I make this work and how I get to adapt it over time. And it's that I do not have different kinds of checklists for different kinds of tours or workshops. It's one big checklist. So the moment I travel, I have the one travel checklist. And 
that means it has stuff on that that are that's not compatible. It has gloves and a down jacket on it right next to, I don't know, sandals and sunscreen. And what I do before a tour, I simply go through the list and check off the things that I won't need for that tour. So then after that round, what's left is what I'll have to bring. And that approach has several benefits. At first... Uh, it keeps me on my toes. Before every tour, it'll it'll force me to re reevaluate if what I want to bring still makes sense because things change, and the like. A good example: SIM card. I I was trying to, if I could, I was always trying to get a SIM card before I traveled. Um, so I had a local SIM card for data. But that is not necessary anymore. Since uh, eSIM is a thing, and this has really changed over the last couple of years, um, I do this with a virtual SIM card now, so that that is not on the list anymore. So this is the first thing, reevaluate. And then, I mean, this whole process of checking off only only takes like a couple of minutes, so it's not like a huge ordeal, and it really helps me keep an overview on the list. And then second, it helps me avoid going down a rabbit hole because I know people, and I've been that way myself, but I've changed this. Uh, I know people who, uh, and I, again, I include myself, who would try to have like 10 different lists for 10 different kinds of tours and keep them in a specialized tool. And then they would spend way too much time managing the lists and fiddling with the tool instead of doing the actual doing. And so for me, it's one list and that's it. And I'm not even using anything special. I mean, I use Apple's Reminders app for that. It's not a fancy schmancy travel app. It's just the tool that I know. I mean, it's shared between my devices, my laptop, my my iPhone, my iPad, even my watch. It's on there, and that is just very handy. So yeah, tool tools are just an a means to an end, and not. <laughs> Not the, the tool itself is not important, usually. It's what you do with the tool, which is, again, which you can apply to photography as well. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing, what I'm going through right now. For the tour itself, uh, first I'll, be, uh, I'll go to Moscow for a couple of days. It's like a short extension before the actual tour to Lake Baikal in Siberia. And we'll, we'll, of course, go to see some of the important landmarks. I mean, you can't go to Moscow without visiting the Kremlin, without like seeing St. Basil's Cathedral, without the Red Square, without these kind of things. But, of course, <laughs> it, wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be a Chris Mockward tour if I didn't make a point to include things that are much less touristy. Because that's where the good photos are. That's where the special photos are. So, I mean, in the evening, we'll do a, a night photography session. We'll just hop on a taxi and go to different places. And uh, there are interesting areas where that's uh, where doing night photography is a good thing. And then on the, <laughs> on the next day, um, I'm planning to take everyone to a couple of markets, places where tourists don't really go that often. So we'll get some like real slice of life pictures in in Moscow, uh, some street photography and so on. So that's the first part of the tour. And then after that, it's off to Siberia. And there we'll meet the rest of the group. And 
Yeah, spend time around and on Lake Baikal. We'll cross the lake. It's like the Lake Baikal is this beautiful, clear lake with some of the cleanest water on the planet. And it is, yeah. It and 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 during winter, um, it is frozen so thick that you can not just walk on it; you can drive on it. There's entire trucks going on it at one time the trans-siberian railway in winter they laid their tracks over part of the lake so that's how uh, strong the ice is and uh we'll be on and around the lake see the local culture see lots of amazing abstract ice sculptures like natural things uh, there are hot springs there there's there's people doing ice fishing there's yurts on the ice movable yurts yeah yeah they're on the ice um there's like a whole bunch of great stuff i love the culture um yeah great people the food i like it uh, yeah well it's this this is gonna be great so that's the plan for siberia and uh that's what i'm preparing for right now and I'm so I'm really so glad I fixed that zipper on my down jacket. Ah, so um, you've noticed this is a studio episode, not a slice episode. Um, I think that's the, that's the distinction we uh, we will do from now on: a studio episode versus a slice episode. Uh, the last two ones were slice episodes, and yeah, I'll do my best to record a few while I'm there. I do have a eSIM data package while I'm there, so I should be able to upload something for you. Um, the, the one thing that's different from the studio episodes and those of you who are on, on uh, Patreon have noticed that there's no early access on the Slice episodes because it's just not feasible. I can't do that. That, that the, the reason I do the Slice episodes is I will be very strapped on time, probably low data availability and... That way I'll do these shorter snippets straight from where I am. And it just means I, I I have to record and finish them while on the go. And that means I can't really I can't really release them in, in an early access fashion. So um that's different from the studio episode. Just thought you should know. And uh while we're at it, we'll get to the challenge in a second. Um thanks to Tammy. And to all the others who are keeping up the torch, including those of you who use the coffee button in the show notes, and those of you, uh, especially John, Peter, and Peter, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone who who even edited their pledge on Patreon from $1 up to $3, or even to $7 per episode. This is heartwarming. You all rock. Also, um, yeah, the SIPA the thing is beginning, and I'm very happy about this. So if you... Uh, if you're in the eurozone again, SEPA t- transfer is is the way to go because it is so much uh, more efficient financially. <laughs> of course, if you're on Patreon, you'll get the early access. So there's a bit of a a bit of a trade-off here. But anyway, everyone who supports the show, even if you if even if you don't do it financially, uh, I appreciate you. You guys all rock. Anyway, let's get, let's get this going. On to the photography and especially the two challenge-related topics. There's the Slack challenge that's, uh, as you know, brought to you by Release Pixie Matt. And then there's our mini assignment, which I've made a few changes to. More about that in a minute. 
So let's kick it off with the Slack challenge. Uh, let me just open up a couple of pictures here. Um, as usual, for the Slack challenge, um, this is the Slack challenge is kind of the old faithful, right? Matt Matt has given us all a photo challenge every other month, um, and then I will pick three photos to talk about here in the show, which sounds funny because this is an audio show talking about photography, but I get the since the beginning when i first started doing this i'm i keep getting the feedback from a lot of people saying these photo reviews talking about photos are uh really making are really interesting for people so you might be in a car driving but maybe maybe the the discussion of a photo will evoke some pictures in your mind or something i don't really know the mechanism how this works but the photo challenge uh reviews do work um so if this is your first time yeah just play along so uh, the this one was the food challenge and that's a good one because we always take pictures of our food i mean this especially since instagram <laughs> I'm doing that, not necessarily for Instagram, but I shoot pictures of my food. And the question is, how many of you actually take real care when taking those food photos? I mean, like things like watching if there's anything distracting in the background. Maybe cleaning up the shot a bit before you take it. Um, for example, when Monica and I are out to eat, it's often like... Uh, could you please move that napkin a bit more to the left <laughs> or okay, let's take that glass out or I don't know do you do you look for good light when you uh, take a photo of something of your food I'm moving that plate a bit more to the left because um, that might be take the food into better light or it might just look more pleasing with the background are you trying different angles or are you more like <laughs> more like the type type of let me take a photo of that plate from straight above and I don't care if my hand casts a shadow on the salad. Uh, is that what you do? So anyway, I mean, this is a, of course, this is a diff the difference between a snapshot and a photograph. Anyway, here are the three pictures that I selected for this challenge. And the first one is by Release Pixie himself, Matt Armstead. And it's a... Uh, the photo is black eyed peas and country ham and i i like the arrangement it's it's a simple photo but um there's no no clutter in it right you have uh i don't know what the the foreground looks like there's a couple of cookies and then there's the bowl with the soup and then there's this spoon that and in in the bowl there's this uh the the black eyed peas was a soup stew kind of thing um, and then there's, uh, yeah, that, that spool, the spoon that is interesting because it's a utensil. It's uh, often in food photos, um, I see that the, that a utensil is kind of sticking into the photo and it kind of connects that photo with the outside world. Uh, also can be a bit of a leading line. I think something's not quite level though. Um, it looks like the bowl is tipping to the right but the contents are not so i think the photo is level but the, the the bowl that is slightly askew that kind of throws me a bit but i like the approach thanks for thanks for playing um next one is by dave pancho poncho 
uh, dried fruit at Borough Market. And that's one of these one of these photos that has like oh, a ton of detail, beautiful chaos with uh, chaos and order at the same time. So what we're looking at, we're looking at a food, a market stall that sells dried fruit. There's dried, what's that? Dried peaches and dried apricots and dried mango pieces and apples and stuff, and. They're, of course, all in their individual bins, but then they are next to each other. And there's this this mumble-jumble of a mishmash of fruit and handwritten signs and bags and colors and textures. Um, So there's lots to discover here. I wish it was a bit brighter. Um, I think it can easily uh, go with another with plus one, plus one and a half stops of light uh so maybe try that with the exposure slider um but overall great picture it's it's really one where you can go on a hunt for uh for detail and then last but not least the third i selected is by eran pinasov (laughs) i like the title bloody meatballs bloody meatballs depending i think i believe depending on where you come from that's a that's a that's an expletive or uh, or more literal. But uh, he, he writes, trying to not disturb my better half while she's making delicious beet-flavored meatballs. Did you expect real blood? So there is beet in the meatballs, no real blood. Um, and <clears throat> that's what we're looking at. We're looking at a scene on a stove. There's a pan very prominent in the foreground. There's a pan with these meatballs, nice browning on them, um, sizzling in oil. Um, you can you can get an idea of the motion in the picture by looking at the steam that comes off the pan because that has some motion blur in it. And then in the background, in the uh, out-of-focus portion in the bokeh area, there's another pan with a hand uh, and a wooden spoon. And again, the utensil links that nicely to the outside world, uh, to what's going on around the picture. The focus is clearly on the bloody meatballs, (laughs) the beetroot meatballs that are in the foreground and nice crispy, not just crispy in terms of the crust on them, the the, the browning on them. No, they are nice and crispy in terms of the photography. They're in focus. They are sharp. They are warm and red. They're under warm light. So that, that's where your attention goes. But in total, it's it's a scene that kind of has uh, it, it has a living element, not just because there's steam that's moving, but because there's a hand stirring in the background. The exposure is spot on. The colors are wonderful. It whets my appetite. I want to dig into these meatballs now. So, and last but not least, I have one honorable mention of uh, Robert Oldenburg. Uh, his photo was clearly on a meta level. Um, that's linked in the show notes too, because he shot a photo of food while it was still running around in the garden. So, <laughs> anyway, everyone, uh, Matt, Dave, Eran, thanks for participating. Uh, great job as usual. And at this point, let me remind everyone, why on earth are we doing these challenges? Because, again, this is not to win fame and fortune. Well, fame, yes, of course. But the actual reason is for you to get out of that comfy chair and get shooting. 
winter is about to is slowly coming to an end the days are getting longer there's more light at least here on the northern hemisphere so you should really see this as an opportunity to get back into the groove with the added benefit of maybe getting your photo reviewed here on the show but that is not the main thing it's this you're doing this for yourself now with that let's go on to the next challenge here's release pixie matt uh with the next challenge thank you chris and thanks to everybody who participated in the january slack challenge well it's time for a new challenge uh we're rolling into the march 2020 challenge and uh, we didn't have as much participation as i thought i would get with the last one so we're going to simplify things maybe a little bit more we always talk about light with photography but let's focus on the other side of that, when you have light, you obviously have shadows. So let's make the topic for the March 2020 Slack Challenge, shadow. Go out, take a brand new photo, or many, obviously, and pick the one you like. Whatever you think makes the word shadow, just the feel that you get from that. Edit it however you'd like, and post it up on your favorite photo hosting website, or the Slack itself and add it to the Slack challenge channel, which will be created hopefully before this gets posted. And at the end of March, 2020, we'll lock that. And Chris will take a look at a few and talk about them on the show. So thanks everybody, happy shooting, and back to you, Chris. Thanks, Matt. So this is the new challenge, Shadow. And you have until the end of March. And uh, again, here's how you participate in this challenge. Quick reminder, if you are already on the TFTTF Slack, that's where this all happens. Go to the new challenge channel named challenge-march2019, I think. <laughs> if you're already a Slack member, um, I will put the link to the new channel in the show notes. And if you're not a member of the TFTTF Slack, then you're missing out. Um, this thing is free. It's a place for the community to meet up. It's a closed space, so this is... This, you're you're among among each other, and that's a good thing. So um, it's easy to get on there. It's free. It's a great community. You just go to tfttf.com/slash/yslack w h y s l a c k to get access. Our chief invitation officer, Rusty Russ, will be more than happy to let you in. So um, and again, of course, there there are no prizes to win. You know the reason to participate. It's motivation. It's about going out and getting back into photography. So get off your butt and shoot. And of course, that also means you don't just like pull out a photo from your catalog. Take a new one. That's the point. And you have until end of March. Looking forward to seeing your photos for the Shadow Challenge. While we're talking challenges, this is a very this is a very challenging episode. While we're talking challenges, um, and speaking of the Slack, before we go into uh, today's picture taking time mini assignment, um, there's some news. You remember I told you that there wasn't too much engagement for these little mini assignments, and I'm, I love them. I I think they're really important. Um, but there wasn't that much engagement on them. At least I didn't find that many photos online. Um, and I think we might have a solution for that. Um, because I asked you here on the show how we could increase engagement. And um, 
I think we're getting on the right track because right after I, <laughs> I posted that episode, um, I get contacted by several people. Mark, especially, he got in contact and he suggested to put these mini assignments on the Slack. And that's what we're doing because I think we need this this point where people can meet and talk about them. So um, I've also decided to give those mini assignments a bit more of a catchy name because this was all over the place in the past. Mini assignments and photo taking time and so on and so on. They are now the five-minute assignments. That's the official name from now on. Five-minute assignments. That's what we'll call the channel in the Slack. So there is a five-minute assignments channel. Five is in the number five-minute assignments, one word. And Mark, who suggested to put them on the Slack, he even volunteered to manage that channel. So here's what you can expect. When there is a new five-minute assignment, Mark will create a new thread for it and post that on the channel five-minute assignments. So there's the place to interact to talk about the photos, to exchange results, to just to simply get engaged. Because I think that's really what's important here. That's what the, what the community thing should be about. Um, so this is really good and even more reason for you to join the Slack if you haven't done so just yet. And thanks again to Mark for kicking this off. This is wonderful. Again, check out the channel, 5-Minute Assignments. And if you're not on the Slack, here's yet another reason. Uh, the link is in the show notes. So, what's the current five-minute assignment, I hear you ask? Well, as usual, we do this by the alphabet, right? So, today's the letter F. F, and the, the assignment is focus. Now, what I want you to do is turn off that autofocus on your camera and try manual focus for a change. Do it for a while. Do it for five minutes. If you want to extend it, it's up to you. And why should you do that? Well, there are several reasons. First, you'll have a good reason to figure out if your camera has any built-in tools that will help you with that. Most cameras, the majority of cameras can turn off the autofocus. And there might be tools in there. That's a learning opportunity. Um, Because there might be tools in there that can help you. The more you know about your camera, the better. And those tools would be, I mean, there was stuff like focus peaking or digital focus loop. And uh, so it's helpful to know these things just in case you need them. And then the second reason is that you will see that what it's like to focus with full control instead of leaving the decision where to focus up to the camera. Because the camera will have to do, do a sophisticated guess where you want the focus to be. But now you will be the boss. You will decide where you want the focus to land. And again, if it takes longer than five minutes, I'm still calling it a five-minute assignment because I'd really do that for an entire day personally. So maybe it's not an FMA, a five-minute assignment. (laughs) Maybe it's an EFMA, an extended five-minute assignment. (laughs) And again, here's how you join. Again, there's the five-minute assignments channel on the TFTTF Slack, and you can also post them to your favorite social media, of course. The hashtag from now on and forever is hashtag five-minute assignment with the number five. Five-minute assignment. So let's see what you can can come up with. And again, use the Slack, use channel five-minute assignment 
to 500 assignments to discuss, to compare, to get inspiration from others, or simply to hang out with other listeners. And again, the official hashtag for the focus assignment for this assignment is five minute assignment with the number five. Thank you. Hey, Chris, this is Alex. I've been looking into online printing services and what I find is pretty interesting. Uh, many of the low cost print services tell me that uh, when I submit my image that they now have the right to reuse my image in pretty much any way that they see fit. Um, some of the, what they claim to be professional photo labs, they won't put that in writing, but they assure me that they would never reuse my images. Uh, just curious what your thoughts are on this. Thanks. Great job on your podcast. Always looking for a new episode. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Alex. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, because, yeah, the, this, the language in some of those terms and conditions can be a bit scary. And uh, but, but let me let me kind of soften that a bit. While I believe you should be vigilant when it comes to signing away your photo rights, and there are bad players out there, the the terms and conditions of those businesses that process your images, like printers, for example, uh, in in one way or another will often sound way more threatening than they actually are. So here's what these print, printing businesses are doing. They take your photo for that. They have to upload it or you upload it to their servers and then they will process the image on their systems. I mean, and it could, could be very simple stuff. If you have an order page, they have to, I don't know, they will show you thumbnails. So um, they have to, for that, just technically speaking, they will create a copy of your image and downsize it to the thumbnail size. And then they might, uh, for the printing, they might process your photo to enhance colors or contrast or whatever. Now, when it comes to the terms and conditions, the way these often get made is that the businesses will the business will get a lawyer, and then these lawyers they do what lawyers do, <laughs> which, which is they will try to make those terms as waterproof as possible. That's their job for the business. So they'll have a session. They'll ask the business questions like, "Do will you make copies of the images?" and That'll have to be covered in the in the, the contract slash terms and conditions. Or do you display those images to the client? Of course, it, they do when they have an order page. Or and so on and so on. So that has to be covered. And of course, the technologies might change over time. So these lawyers are not going to propose very limiting language there. They'll want to cover as much as, much as they can. So those terms will be way broader than what is needed to do the actual work just to future proof those conditions and to cover their clients asses that's what's happening so um unfortunately <laughs> the scary part is this is all written in this uh, in this strange language that we call legalese and as mere us mere mortals you and i often can't read that well and we also don't think like lawyers. 
So in most cases, I'm not really concerned that those businesses will will take my pictures and then, I don't know, sell them to Ikea, who then sells millions of them in, the, in all their stores worldwide, and I won't get any credit or any money for my photo photography. That's not what I expect to happen. And um, there, there might be cases of that nature, but in my tens of years of doing this kind of stuff um i've never personally run across anything like that i don't think that'll usually happen but having said that if you are concerned about the language in those terms and conditions i mean the best thing you can do is well first of all ask these businesses about why they use that uh, language in their terms and conditions, I, yeah, just call them or send them an email before you give them your business. You want to make sure you understand what that really means. Um, and then if you still don't trust them, hey, take your business somewhere else that's uh, more trustworthy to you. And that was it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks for the question, Alex. That's much appreciated. If you feel like asking a question here for the show, I'd love to hear from you. Just record something on your phone and send it to voice at tfttf.com. That's voice at tfttf.com. And as usual, this is the spot on the show where I say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of who, uh, all of you who supported this episode on Patreon, via SEPA, and by all the other means. And here, of course, is the list of supporters. We have Chris Hicks, N. Kyung, Jeremy Kirvin, Matt Armstead, Peter Morrow, Roger Nadel, P Peter M. Spradling, Jeffrey Block, Alex Grosso, Amy Brooks, Bernard Goldbach, uh, Bernard Kelly, De I, I mispronounced Bernard Goldbach again. Sorry for that. Bernard Kelly, Danny Daniel Hertrich, Doug Gabbard, Philip Vale, Gerald Leger, Jacob Lodge Peterson, John Floyd, Ken Davidson, Leslie Ridland, Marco Binder, Mark Overstreet, Raphael Hermida, Robert Henry, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Wayne Batzer, William Robbins, William Eran Pinasov, Robert Gilroy, Stu Silberman, Alan Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Andrew, Anthony, Bill Batten, Carol Como, Chadley Clark, Chandra, Colin Oatley, Dane Nieder, Daniel Goldberg, Dave Smith, David Austin, David Recht, Earl Grad, Francesco Scaglioni, Frank, Frank, Frank Eberle, Jeff P. Beat, Gills, Greg Anastasi, Hank Schiffman, Holger Krupp, James Muller, James Trimble, Jeffrey Johnson, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Jasmine Amar, Ken Berrien, Kyle Nishioka, Manuel Pardo, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Nicholas Curry, Norsk, Peter Lee, Rob Duba, Rob Jemmet, Robert Goschko, Robert Shields, Robert-Francois Maillon, Ryan Giglio, Sina Farhat, Stephen Sandler, Terry England, Toby, Thomas Nielsen, Trevor Palmer and Woody. Thank you so much. Thanks again. I really appreciate, appreciate you and your support. Um, I hope I didn't butcher your names too badly. If I did, just let me know. You make a difference. And of course, uh, everyone else, you can join the growing list of supporters at tfttf.com slash support. 
Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Silent Partner, and HP Gargerud. Publishing in Slack Challenges by Release Pixie, Matt Rafster, Armstead. Slack Invitations by Chief Invitation Officer, CIO Rusty Rust. The link to get on the Slack is in the show notes. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T. Go out and take amazing photos. Share them with the world. Be nice to each other. And happy shooting. <laughs> <laughs>